0: Welcome to Stories from the Midland, a collection of historic tales from Teller County and the surrounding areas. In today's episode, we talk about the Vindicator Mine and the family who built it. This episode was written and is being presented for you by Tommy Allen. In its run, the Vindicator Mine outside Victor was the fourth highest producing mine of the Cripple Creek Gold District, behind the Crescent, the Independence, and the Portland. Today, you can still visit the Victor Ore House, a massive building clad in rusted corrugated metal sheets, and its head frame, its supporting metal legs, bent with time. When I first visited the mine buildings back in 2008, the Vindicator had a third structure, what appeared to be a single room office or shop with large block letters showing through the rust spelling out the words, safety first. But belying those words, the building has since collapsed. Looming over the valley for which it's named, the Vindicator sits at the head of the Vindicator Valley Trail, a loop that takes walkers up to the remains of many mines accompanied by informative interpretive signs and dedicated benches. As with many things throughout history, the Vindicator mine can trace its origins back to the brewing of beer. Philip A. Zang was born in the German state of Bavaria in 1826. He was the son of John, a soldier who marched on Moscow with Napoleon, and his wife, Frederica. At 14, Philip was apprenticed to a cooper, someone who makes wooden barrels, casks, and other large containers, and then to a brewer. In 1853, Philip made the crossing to Philadelphia and began working for the railroad. Eager to be a productive and successful immigrant to America, Philip poured a great deal of effort into learning the English language and the customs and courtesies of American society. In January 1854, Philip moved to Louisville, Kentucky, and on August 14, 1856, Philip's wife Elizabeth gave birth to their son, who they named Adolf Joseph Zang. But Elizabeth soon passed away. In 1859, Philip opened a brewery which he named Zangen Company. He sold the brewery in 1869 and he and young Adolf again moved, this time to Denver, where he took on the position of superintendent with the Rocky Mountain Brewery. In July of 1871, Philip bought the brewery and expanded its operation, giving it the largest production capacity of anywhere between St. Louis and San Francisco. In Cripple Creek, Philip saw a place to invest some of his wealth and he began to grub state prospectors in exchange for a piece of their claim. In 1859, Philip and Adolph began mining their own gold camp property, the Vindicator Mine. And in December of 1896, the family established the Vindicator Consolidated Gold Mining Company. The founding directors were Philip's son in law, Frederick Siegel, as president, Guilford Wood, as vice president, Frank Campbell as general manager, Philip's son Adolf Zang as treasurer, and Philip's other son-in-law, Peter Frederick, as director. Philip remained a major and influential stockholder in the mine until his death on February 18, 1899, at which time Adolf inherited his business and wealth. By 1900, the miners of the Vindicator had sunk two shafts, and by 1901, the mine had produced over $3 million in gold. If you listen to our episode on terrorist Harry Orchard, you know that on November 21, 1903, Orchard planted a bomb at the mine's 600 foot level for his masters at the Western Federation of Miners Union. When the bomb went off, it took the lives of shift boss Melvin Beck and superintendent Charles McCormick. The union had paid Orchard $300 to plant the bomb to kill non union workers during a strike. As a side note, during that same strike, the union demanded its members also boycott Zhang Beer. The Vindicator mine was continuously improved, and in 1906, the Vindicator Consolidated Gold Mining Company acquired two other mining companies. By 1908, the Vindicator's mine shafts reached a depth of 1,200 feet, and the mine continued its high level of gold production. The company's president, Frederick Siegel, died in 1913, and Adolf Zang took over as president. But with World War I not far away, production was beginning to suffer. However, the Vindicator was still strong enough to buy the Golden Cycle mine for $1.5 million in 1915. And that same year, the mining company also acquired an electrical plant. The Vindicator Mine enjoyed a strong relationship with the Crescent Mine in 1916 when Adolf J. Zang became a member of the Crescent's board of directors and his son, Adolf Frank Zang, was appointed as the Crescent's secretary. But in September of 1916, the senior Adolf became ill and died on September 28th of that month, and founding president Guilford Wood was elected president. Water accumulation was a constant problem in the depths of the mine, and by 1918, the Vindicator was pumping out 300 gallons of water per minute. In 1920, the pumping temporarily stopped and the mine began to flood. But by 1921, a drainage tunnel was driven to connect with the Roosevelt Drainage Tunnel, and the water was drained. In 1922, Bert Carleton, owner of the Crescent mine, purchased the Vindicator Consolidated Gold Mining Company under his United Gold Mines Company. Carleton was working to consolidate all of the mines in the district. He was also instrumental in the creation of the Roosevelt drainage tunnel that served the Vindicator and so many other mines. Bert Carleton died in 1931, and management of the United Gold Mines Company passed to his brother Leslie. But Leslie died in 1938 and Bert's widow, Ethel Carlton, took the reins. The onset of World War II was disastrous for gold mines around the country. Deeming gold production was not essential to the war effort, the War Production Board issued limitation order L-208 in which mining manpower was diverted to resources the War Production Board identified as essential. After the war, the Vindicator mine was reopened, but mining costs had risen to the point where it was no longer profitable. The Vindicator finally closed permanently in 1958. Thank you for listening. This is Tommy Allen and on behalf of Trevor Phipps, have a great day. And should you find yourself holding a beer, maybe it's time to invest in some gold. We look forward to having you join us next time for more Stories from the Midland. References for this episode can be found on its website. Visit storiesfromthemidland.com slash podcast. The Vindicator finally closed permanently in 1859. 1859? The Vindicator finally closed permanently in 1958.